the madhouse. Cheers to episode 54. Cheers. Cheers. Episode 54. Uh, I got some wine. And I got got the bottle for those watching live on YouTube. For our live YouTube audience. We don't have a live YouTube audience. Surprise. Whoa. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda. I have water. Uh, It's the brand new Bud Light Seltzers. um, The hard soda versions. It's seltzer, but it tastes just like pop. Um, Uh, You don't like pop. I don't, but I just want to try this because I heard like fantastic reviews about these like i like uh, the one that seltzers came out everybody's like man they're decent these are like no they're all fantastic and so i had to try them it's a seltzer just tastes like pop it doesn't have pop in it i'm not a pop drinker i don't like pop but these are fantastic how much sugar zero sugar Hmm. 100 calories that's not how you thought that was gonna go alex (laughs) i thought there'd be sugar what's the flavor yeah this one is this classic cola so RC Cola, um, sure. Um, and then the other, other three flavors are citrus, which is like lemon lime, uh, orange, and cherry coke or cherry cola. This feels wow. like a without trying it. Obviously, my thought could change when I try it. This feels like a classic, uh, a really good first drink at a restaurant out with friends. But like, I can't imagine pounding down like six to eight of them of like pop drinks in a night. That would be a nightmare. I also said yeah. the same thing. I don't think I could finish a 12-pack of these. Um, but, guys, if there's no sugar. But, th- like, do you ever go out and drink, like, I never drank, like, 12 pops as a kid. I didn't <laughs> well, like no, because pop. there's sugar in pop. And no, a bunch just because extra that's, stuff. That's not why. It's just because, like, the pop. Did someone's heat just turn on? Whoa. My heat's just running right now. Was it always running? Yeah, it's been on. I mean, like, my apartment heat is on. Well, oh. I just the, furnace, the furnace is like right there. Like that yeah. wall is the furnace. I don't, what do you want me to do? Not, you can't do anything. I, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. This is a, I'm just first time <laughs> I've heard it. It just kicked on. Mm. It turned off. He did get up for those who are not watching live on YouTube. Good call. We should start doing that. It's you're. I don't hear anything now. Yeah, I turned it off. Great so, job, Evan. You're gonna be a little. If you get too cold, turn it back on. That's no, okay. Um. All right. So, new seltzer. Um. Welcome in to the number one sports podcast in Michigan in the world. Uh, I'm just gonna slip that in there every show now until it happens. Uh. And well, recording Tuesday, January 11th, 7:38 p.m. and pour one out for college football it's over season's over um it really the momentum that everyone felt that this podcast felt at the start of the college football season with the trip to miami feels like a lifetime ago it's over the 2021 season is in the books um to preview this show it's a jam-packed show my goodness we got five submitted questions love that to help drive the show we have our weekly recaps, a national championship game recap, NFL playoff roundtable, Detroit Lions season recap, and our closing thoughts. Michigan MSU basketball game got canceled this week. And Jim Harbaugh to the NFL rumors. 
and um, pretty much it for for the show this week. So we'll be moving fast. Tune in here with your ears, and let's get going with our weekly recaps. I will lead this off, guys. I, I got a haircut. Um, so, yeah. Thoughts, Alex? You've ripped it in the past. <laughs> I think, think this one looks good, man. That feels Look, great to hear. Looks solid. I told you that didn't even know I saw you got a haircut. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Oh, I went to good old Gregory's Barbershop. No free ads in Tecumseh because it worked out I was you back home. there? He yeah. loves that place. I do. Ride or die, Gregory's kind of guy over here. I can safely say I went there one time and they butchered my hair and I never went back. So... How do you trust that place, bro? You don't. You do not. Guys, um they they have some they have a somewhat new barber. Um I don't know. I've just never gotten really a bad cut there. I'm not super picky. I give pretty specific instructions when I get my hair cut, which I think makes me probably a little bit weirder than most, but I give pretty specific instructions that I don't think many people can mess it up. Something happened in the Davidson game. <laughs> this is absolute rejection at the rim. Absolutely fire. For those that don't know, Evan loves Foster Lawyer. Yeah. Um, I just how can you I don't know how you can trust Grant's that a place. routine guy. He goes there, goes somewhere a couple times if he is okay with it. He's Aren't just he like gonna 90? always go there. Aren't those guys like 90? Um one guy could be. They used there's to a, be at least. There's another guy that's probably in his seventies, and now there's a there's a newish guy. He's been there probably for over a year. Um, he replaced a guy that died. I believe so. Yeah. There's a lot of history at Gregory's, as Alex alluded to. Um, this guy's probably like 35. So the hard part, though, is like if you ever go there and they don't have all three working, it can look like it's not going to be a long wait with the cars out front, but then it is a long wait because there's only like one chair open. That's when it's tough. But got in, got out. Uh, but now for the main event of my weekly recap, and I'll try to brief, go as quickly through this as I can. I've already told Alex this, and I won't retell it as good as I did in the moment uh, the day it happened to me. Alex was in in tears basically um pretty so, funny. The, so with new year's resolutions comes um a lot of them revolve around fitness and alex and i have been going to a planet fitness in in the area we live for about for over a year now and i was thinking you know maybe it's time for a change there's some weird clientele i'm not going to give out the name of the place so no one ever gets offended if they hear it some weird clientele um for the, the sweat lords of gyms there's no like actual free like barbells it's all smith machines so you, you already said Planet Fitness. No, I know, but I'm not going to say where it's at. This could be Planet Fitness in, in um, Saginaw for all we care. It's not. But anyways, you can only use Smith machines. And Alex, this is the number one podcast in Michigan. I don't want people offended. Well, all Planet Fitnesses are only Smith machines. Right. I was talking about the weird clientele. That I didn't want people getting offended by. Got it. Sorry. <laughs> they only have Smith machines. Um, and they only go up to 60 pounds in dumbbells. And I'm not some muscle head, but you can only get so many gains, hashtag gains, when the weight doesn't get past a certain level. And you kind of need the compound barbell lifts to really get big. And it's bulking season in the winter. So I'm not doing a great job of long story short. Long story short, try to find a new gym. Been on the, the prowl, as they say, scouting the area. What, what could be a good deal? A lot of New Year's deals. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the gym that I first went to, again, out of uh, to be protect be anonymous, protect people's identity if they somehow heard this. So I go to this new gym. Um, it's a little fancier. And I so I signed up online for like a free pass, which was great. Love signing up online, print the barcode, go in. Um, I walk in and I say, oh, I'm here to use my new pass, free day pass, whatever. They're like, oh, what's your name? 
Grant, all right, immediately I'm like given off to a salesperson who works there, which is a red flag to begin with. So this guy that works there, he takes me around the gym. Fine, give me a tour of the gym. I don't really need a tour of the gym. I can probably figure it out myself. Just tell me where to go. But he gives me a tour. He's, he seems friendly. He's fine. He complimented my shoes. Great way to start. And then he sits me down and he's like, we said that this is like computer desk. And he's pretty much like getting into the gist of me signing up for a membership. And I'm like, well... I don't want to do that today. I would like to just use my free day pass or three day, however the trial lasts so I can field out and then decide if I want to join or not. And he's like, well, he basically made it sound like I have to sign up for this membership process in order to use the free day pass. And I was like, whatever. He's like, you can just like, I went on a Friday. I could cancel it by Tuesday. You can, he said, you can just call on the phone and cancel it if you don't want it. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll do this. So I give your information, sign the forms. I can go lift. Well, I thought I could go lift. This is where it gets weirder. That's that's kind of pushy, but I could live with that. As soon as this guy gets up to go print off my contract, another guy slips in and like is like, oh, what, what's your name? And like, like Grant. And he now he's sitting down across from me. And this guy is not dressed like the sales guy. This guy is in like a cutoff pink and like these tight thigh high salmon like workout shorts so he's a gym bro and he's sitting down he's like oh so what brings you in here today and i'm like uh just you know trying to find a new gym i've been going to the planet fitness down the road and uh i think this could be a good change of pace and he's like okay totally like just total total gym bro talking to me he's like all right well like what are your kind of goals this year i'm like uh honestly just to you know keep my routine of working out like three minimum maximum five times a week i guess if i have time and he's like all right nice so like what are your weak points you know in the gym I'm like, uh i don't know like i'm not really trying to like gain anything specifically i don't know if there's like any weak points i'm just trying to stay healthy and he's like all right you, you feel pretty comfortable in gyms like, yeah i've been working out for i don't know like a d- 10 years now through high school. And like, I feel really like the gym is honestly one of the more comfortable places. I feel like I feel like I know how to act normal there and know when people are weird. So I feel good about that. And he's like, all right, but like, even with that, th- wh- where are you struggling though? Like would not stop pressing me on questions. And I was like giving him nothing. I wasn't really saying, oh yeah, I could use this. Like, cause I knew what he was trying to do. I, I thought I, first of all, I didn't really know if he worked there. I just assumed cause he sat down and then it gets to the point where he's like, He's like, all right, well, uh, what, what do you say? Like, oh, no, this is it. Sorry. This is what sparked it. He goes, uh, so like, what's your routine or whatever? And I'm like, oh, just I usually go full body lifts when I come in. You know, I like to work every part, like, you know, three to four times a week. He's like, all right, full body. He's like, how long do you stick to your routines? Like six months, maybe eight months and see if I like it and then switch it up. He's like, oh, you actually should be switching your routines once a month, you know, because those muscles get committed to muscle memory and then they get bored and they don't grow as well. Like, okay. He's like, so what do you say? Like me and you hit a workout together or uh, something in the next couple of days. I'm like, well, I, this is what I was like, <laughs> Evan, this is like, oh my God. I go, I flat out looked at him. I go, I don't know if I'm the right guy for you to be like pitching this to because I'm not even a member here yet. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, you're on the three day trial. Like, let's just say those next three days are fantastic. You love it. Like, what do you say? Like sometime next week we hit a lift and I can show you some things. I'm like, uh, yeah, I got to check my work schedule, man. I'm not really sure when I'll be coming in. He's like, how about Wednesday? Like he was not backing down. I'm like, he's like afternoon or evening. I'm like, I don't know. I'm an afternoon evening lifter. He's like, all right, for 4 PM Wednesday, I'll count on you coming back. If, uh, if you're back, I'm like, sure, man. Like with no intention of ever going back there Wednesday at four. So 
that freaked me out. I, I went and did my lift. He was over there lifting too. He didn't talk to me anymore. Thank goodness. I leave. Um, and then, so naturally I look up, I'm like, I wanted to like cancel this plan immediately when I got home because of just how pushy these people were. Uh, but their customer service was closed Saturday and Sunday. So Monday I call pretty early and, uh, Lo and behold, the dude that signed the I signed the contract with answered the phone of all customer service people. I was like, oh no. He's like, who is this? I'm like, oh Grant. He's like, I was like, I'm here to cancel my membership. He's like, oh, oh, you didn't you didn't like the club? And I was like, Yeah, I just I I'm still looking for other places. And then <laughs> I'm like, all right, so I can cancel. He's like, Oh, you gotta come in to do that. I'm like, Well, you told me on Friday I could just talk over the phone. It's like, no, you got to come in. So I go in and like the vibe, Evan is completely different. He's not trying to do any sales. He's just got his like feet up. He's like, uh, you sure, man? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'd like to cancel. He's like, so, so where are you going to go? <laughs> like, I don't know yet. I'm still looking around, you know, like we'll see. He's like, just, just not here. And I was like, well, you know, maybe if uh, all the other options are terrible, like I'd come back, but, uh, yeah, no. So got it canceled. Didn't get the charge on the credit card, but Holy cow, that was absurd. And uh, there's a bright side to this story. I went to a new, tried out a new gym today, and it was much better than what I wanted. Walked in, nice lady at the front desk. I filled out one waiver form, and I'm good for a seven-day free trial. No tour of the gym. So I think we have a good trend moving forward. But that's my long-winded story about just how weird gyms are and salespeople in general. Um, some of them, some salespeople are normal. But um, yeah, I guess what else happened to you guys this week? Well, I'm going to be uh, hitting a lift with salmon shorts, so <laughs> that's how my week's going to go. He got to you, man. He got to yeah. you. No, I decided not to go on this journey with Grant. I'm letting Grant just scope out all the gyms and tell me where to go, so I'm I'm grateful that you're doing that, Grant. Great job. There's some weird folks out there. Uh, Evan and I, this last weekend, we went to Western Michigan. Western, baby. I heard you brought that town to its knees. Western, stand up. Um, initial reaction, weird place. Oh. Very strange vibe. I'm going to piss some people off with that comment. I don't think so. I got told a lot about the violence there and crime, so that was alarming. Um... Yeah, Evan's better at storytelling, so I'll just let Evan uh, break it down. No pressure. Uh, um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, started my week Tuesday. Got absolutely sloshed at uh, Trivia Night. <laughs> oh, you went to that. How'd yeah. that go? It went well. Uh, our team stunk, but um, drank way too much that entire night. <laughs> um, extremely hungover on uh, Wednesday, going to the dentist and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh, that's risky to get sloshed before a dentist appointment. Yeah. Um, it's well, okay. his mom's his hygienist. So. Correct. So I was just laying there, just, you know, just, yeah, I'm hungover. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Thursday, Friday, Friday, moved back in. Um, then went to Western Friday night, didn't want really to do anything. Was looking forward to the basketball game. Got canceled Saturday. Uh, you know, that's when we started going down. Played a lot of good drinking games. Um, yeah. We yeah, went we to did. Western because it was Rye Guy's birthday. Shout out him. Um, that's why we were at Western, to celebrate his birthday. Yep. Um, and he was so, like, kind of, like, paranoid and, like, if it's going to be cool, if everybody's going to enjoy themselves. But it's like, you just need to invite people, and then they'll figure it out. And it was fun. It was a good time. Played a lot of drinking games. Just some random drinking games. 
Uh, most of us were probably a little buzz drunk at like seven o'clock because we started drinking at three, and we just pushed the limits. Yeah. It, I mean, I think Alex led the charge of just starting random games and be like, Alex. okay, if you lose just, this round. I was pushing. I was the pusher. You lose this round, you have to take a shot. And everybody like didn't disagree. Everybody was just no, agreeing to it. they just do it. It was great. And it's like seven, eight o'clock and, you know, Cheese has already lost his entire dinner. He's or lunch. Uh, drinking uh, liquid IVs at 7 p.m. Yep. Yep. That you explains know. the story. <laughs> He had to rehydrate because he lost so much fluids already. Uh, but he did rally. He 100% rallied. Uh, just like, we don't know that many people at Western. And so, like, shout out Pat, actually. Cool dude. He invited a lot of people over. Ryan invited a lot of people over. And then at one point, you know, there's a girl throwing up on herself, just laying on the <laughs> living room floor. Um, it's snowing and like sleeting and like freezing rain outside. So like if people are going inside and out, there's just water everywhere. Um, <laughs> the floor was absolutely disgusting in the morning. I helped clean uh, it. Good, yeah. great job, Evan. I did like that kind of like sloshy mush stuff from the winter time, just all over the place. It's just like your shoes were was... wet and it just got like brought inside, and oh. it was like nothing you could do. It wasn't sloshy. It was like freezing, it was freezing rain. rain outside. Everything yeah. was ice. Yeah. We played Chandelier a lot, and it was just mm. like a drinky. I at one point I like couldn't drink anymore because I thought I was going to just like pass out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even midnight yet, and Ryan's birthday was on uh, on Sunday, and it was like eleven. I I looked at my clock; it was eleven eleven. I turned to somebody, and I was like, "Man, I am tired." I just didn't say it was like like I could go to bed right now. It's not even midnight yet. It's not even tomorrow. I am washed. I am too old for this. We are old. Uh, make it to midnight. Celebrate happy birthday. So I'm take the biggest pull of fireball of my life. It was absolutely disgusting. I don't remember that. Ryan came up to me around like 11. It was like, I, do, I just got to get to midnight, man. <laughs> he was battling demons. <laughs> he was battling demons. Um, because, you know, everybody that came in was like, yeah, let's do a shot. And he was like oh, voluntarily he doing it. Lots of those. Lots. Of he. Them. Oh, my gosh. Um. Shout out our number one fan. Um, what should his name be? Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't really have a good nickname for him. Who? Um, C Mac. <laughs> the Sunday Scaries hit C Mac so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh! I feel so bad for the kid. Uh, anything else like happened during the time? Yeah, because um, a kid broke a ceramic vase in the I living room. I was gone for like an hour waiting for uh, Cheese's uh, Two Fellas order. Conrad's you, uh, 2.0. made friends with the security guard. Made Campus friends with the security guard. Told me There's about a Conrad's up there. There's Conrad ba- up there called Two Fellas. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, And I get back in and Alex is like up in my face like talking. And the only words I heard out of his mouth was like, I'm going to kill a kid, but I was so distracted by this vase just sitting on the beer dye table. Broken broken, and bloody. And it was just blood everywhere all over it. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, what is that? What is that? (laughs) And, like, I was so distracted. And I just – all I wanted was that answer. So, eventually, like, somebody told me, diffused it, Sunday Scaries hit, C-Mac the most. Um, He came back, and then it was just – he lived on the bathroom floor like the entire morning and like during like part of the Lions game. 
did he have a classes start on monday too oh uh, yeah and actually tough That's thing tough. for him his are in person unlike uh michigan state oh so he actually had to battle himself to get there. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that is tough. Yeah, no, you summed it up pretty well. It was a, it was a weird, fun. It just was a weird evening. It was. It was not normal. Oh my gosh, Alex! I didn't even tell you. Sunday morning. I'm, you can. Oh wait, I names. actually have to tell you something first. Um, I have to tell you actually something second. All right, we we can cut these parts. No, this can be in. Uh, okay. So you, Evan mentioned to us that Western's campus was like just a nightmare to like drive around. It took Drew and I a good 25 minutes just to get to the light out of like off the campus. We're just driving in circles like through like parking garages. We're like driving by some auditorium. We're just going in like circles around dorms and apartments. It was a nightmare. So you're right, Evan. It was very difficult. Yeah, so what was I gonna say? Oh, Sunday morning, we're all cleaning up on the apartment. Like the living room was just absolutely a bleep show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm cleaning up like by like that siding glass, like the windows. And also, and I just boom, 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 boom. Somebody's pounding on it right outside the window. And I look up and I'm like, I don't know who this kid is. Oh no! And I just turn. I was like, dude, somebody like wants in. I guess they come in. There's two dudes. The dumbest people I've ever met in my life. Like these two people laughing together just made me dumber. Made me dumber. Just uh, like everything they said. They just, uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead. Basically. Um, one of them was. So that kid came back. Yep. He lost his phone at the party, I guess. And he came back looking for it. And the, oh. dude, the dude Zach had it. It was just up in Zach's room, and they they sat there and talked. Um, one dude was I'm going. Glad to I Michigan. wasn't there. They, they were so dumb. Like I didn't even recognize the kid because I saw him for like thirty seconds, maybe if that. And then he like said his name right before he left, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the kid." Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's the kid. So we're all like getting ready to watch the uh, Lions game, and Pat comes over for a second, and Good was kid. like, "Great kid." He was like, "Yeah, dude, I got." just hammered last night he's like it was that whiskey dude it hit me so hard he's like yeah i came over around like 9 a.m you talked um, to drew and i yeah he was like yeah and i saw two dudes just sleeping in the living room and i was like <laughs> whoa that's weird he's like yeah then i just like left and i came back like probably like 10 15 minutes later and they were just gone and i was like am i like seeing things like i thought there were two dudes here beforehand but I don't know. And then he came back over. Yeah, I was like right around the Lions game. He was like, I was just making sure, like checking the guys saying hi. Um, but were those guys actually like sleeping there? And I was like, yeah, they actually were. You weren't seeing things. <laughs> he talked to us for like 20 minutes. He's I like, all right, he boys, probably... I'll be back in. He's like, boys, I'll be back in like 20 minutes. And we're like, ah, oh, we're leaving. He's like, oh, dude, really? You guys are dipping? <laughs> like he talked to us all night the night before and then just yeah. like forgot within 15 minutes. Yeah, so it was around like noon. Kobe and I took the trash out. And all of a sudden, I just hear a pounding on a window from somewhere. And it's Pat, next door neighbor, opening up his bedroom window. Boys, what is up? Just screaming at us. He's like, you ready to beer? Just wanting to drink right away. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's electric. I'm just, I'm getting nervous that like, I'm thinking about all this. Because this was basically a throwback 
for you guys at our age. And I'm like, was I this dumb at parties my like early years of college when I would go visit places? Like I had to be like these kids when I would visit Alex and you guys at Michigan State. Like I had to have been. No, Pat's a good good dude. He just his brain cells are lacking. <laughs> I know, but just like the la- lifestyle of like just my life is parties and beer and yeah, you just have no worries in just, college. It's awesome. That's why I laugh at it. it so much. I'm like I'm I'm getting PTSD because I'm thinking when Evan was saying like the two kids laughing. Like I'm sure maybe not no, to that level, but I was no. like just probably just laughing at the dumbest things when I was that young. Not like that. If you. I, I described these kids to you. Do you have more common sense and like self awareness to be like that dumb? So, yeah. Well, then transitioning. Unless anyone had anything else for their week, I feel like that was pretty good. That was good stuff there. Um, mm, we move no. on to a Sunday scaries cure of sorts. You start your week on Monday, you're like ah, the work week starts. But what? You have a national championship game that night. I'm gonna. My thoughts are pretty brief here. I don't have too much to dive into. Um, I saw some people complaining about the boring nature of this game. I honestly enjoyed the gritty aspect of it. Like I was thinking that this was basically a pitcher's duel in a playoff baseball game and, or like playing uh NCAA 14 on Heisman level difficulty. It just was like every big offensive play that did happen between Georgia and Alabama felt so much bigger uh, because of how good their defenses were and just like watching the level of talent on the field was uh, entertaining enough, even if no points are being scored. Like just some of the tackles that people made on the perimeter were like, wow, that's awesome. I don't even need to see the big touchdowns. Um, and then my two other points, uh, well, mainly just the one, is that this does, in a weird way, I know the SEC was getting a title no matter what, but by Georgia winning, I feel like it kind of helps their case of being even more dominant dominant because now they have like a new addition to the class of teams that have won the title. So now you have Georgia, Alabama, and LSU who have all won it the last three times. So the the argument of like it's just carried by Bama got knocked down a little bit, and it's like overall as a conference, it's even better, well-rounded with three national title winners, different ones in the last three championships. But curious to hear your guys' thoughts on the game last night. My only main takeaway, other than the things you said, which I agree with, uh the speed in this game was just completely different than uh watching our teams play. Um no offense to Cal Halliday, but you know, he's just not nearly as fast as maybe anyone on Georgia's defense. Uh also the safety on Georgia, I can't remember his name, number sixteen. Uh C I N E was his last name, Sign. Dude was just laying shots. I mean, the Georgia defense was incredible. I was just stunned by how um, fast, big. The SEC, it just looked like a different game of football than a Michigan-Michigan State game. And then also, Evan, I have a question for you specifically. Oh, wow. What do you think of the national championship game being played on Monday night? Great. That was my last point. Um, Do you hate it? I don't hate it. Um, if you ask me this in like three years, I'm probably going to say yes. Um, but currently, because like, I'm a college student, like, right. Um, but I don't, I, I don't I hate it at all. Don't really hate it at all either. Um, I get the whole notion of like, it should be played on Saturday because most of the games are played on Saturday, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, but my defense is like the Super Bowl and like the, college football national championship actually hasn't been around that long 
because of you always had just like that BCS era and then you had just like the coaches and AP voting on it. So like the national championship doesn't have any tradition like to back their support being like, no, we're always going to be on this day no matter what, no matter what's going on. And then obviously NFL is just always bigger than college football. And so if you have a weekend of of NFL games, obviously if the national championship is played on Saturday, you wouldn't have NFL games on Saturday. But like the next day being run by the NFL kind of would hurt their whole like hype up for it to happen. So Monday, I think it's a good takeaway to like, okay, it's NFL on Sunday. And then now you have like a full like two or three days of college football to talk about it before like the playoffs. Great points. Someone else on this podcast really got on a big tangent last night about it and doesn't Me. didn't like it. Um, shout out, uh, Wilk Daddy. Um, he, Wilk. Daddy. I hope I hope he hears this. Um, just like the blue collar workers were super upset that it's on Monday night and that they have to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be played on like the weekends, but like in fairness, like every Sunday, like you have to go to work the next day, no matter what game you're watching. So. Correct. Evan's, I went to work today and I was fine. Evan's point about the media coverage in the spotlight is the best argument I've ever heard. The rebuttal side of keeping it on Monday, because like that's the only thing I could guess I could cling to that makes sense. Like you don't want your biggest game of the year to be overshadowed by a full Sunday slate of NFL games. But also, I guess I'd have to think about the timing. Wouldn't this year be the first year where that actually is the case because of 18 weeks of NFL. So I guess now it makes more sense to have it on Monday, but in past years, I think it, well, I guess it'd be playoffs. In in fairness, it would help. This year would be the best year to, it would help them because it was the week 18. So, I mean, there was a handful of meaningful games, but there wasn't as many where in the past, like the previous five years, the The playoff game was the first wildcard weekend. Yeah. Overall, I think it's just the business model and the uh, the logistics are so dumb and like backwards that the day you own for 13 weeks of the year, you just forego for not only the title game, but also the semis. I didn't do all the research, but they're not automatically on Saturday. Obviously, this year was New Year's Eve, which is the even worse to put it on like that holiday. And also that was on a Friday. Like, I just think the idea of like the way people's brains work, like, all right, college football is Saturdays, except when the, for the three biggest games of their season, those are not on Saturdays. So adjust. <laughs> I just, the, the whole work schedule thing doesn't really come into play for me because Super Bowl, you have to go to work the next day. But I just hope one day, like someone wakes up and maybe it'll change with the playoff expansion which i also heard isn't happening for a long time like longer than we think but maybe that'll shuffle things around where games are played earlier because i just think the whole situation where you take a month off of football basically and then you play it on friday of new year's eve and then monday just hurts and there's also stats to back it up i don't know if this will be a trend going forward but uh, i saw before we got on that i believe it was clayton safey on twitter said that the, the numbers came back for the television views and this was the second lowest of all time um, and last year between Alabama and Ohio State was the lowest of all time views. So I don't know how that will factor into decisions going forward, but there is some points like that. And then also I wanted to touch on Alex's point with the speed. I would also add, I felt like I watched 50 collisions that were car crash worthy last night. And to add on to the speed, like the, just the force of people, like there was just full on people 
like in car crash impacts last night at least 30 to 50 times it felt like it was insane yeah also back to the tv thing i saw michigan george's was one of the highest rated um playoff games the brand and that that was the new year's eve game so i don't know if you got a good matchup and you got good teams i don't give a bleep what day it's played i really don't i'm not a boomer curiously i wonder if uh because Alabama Georgia is pretty regional. If a Michigan and Michigan State somehow played in the national championship game, would that be like you think that would crack like the twenty million mark? I or no, because it'd be so. too it'd it's be all... too niche. Michigan Michigan State, as I tried to explain to you all year, Grant brings in a ton of television views. It was one of the highest watched games this season. I just don't know about twenty two mil. This is what was put up. It's a national championship game. Like a sports fan is going to watch it. It's just Man. it's that simple. Maybe. No, it, if you like football and you watch all like, season, you're going to have it on TV. I saw a lot of complaints last night about the boring nature of the game and all the going to bed. No, some people just don't understand it, football like, and some people don't like football. It's the boomer side of it. It's like, oh, it's always Alabama. It's always SEC team, so I'm not going to watch it. But like, So, like, LSU and Clemson probably drew more audience because of LSU. And then, like, the previous years, you had, like, the newer teams, like, getting involved. And the whole notion of, like, oh, we all hate Alabama because they're so good. Well, the whole notion is to be good, and Alabama's just the best right now. So get used to it. I just don't get why people well, not the best right watch. now. People just Correct. don't want to watch they, the two the best, best teams program play. right now. They just... I was just messing with you. In fairness, Alex, absolutely. They are the they were the two best teams all year. If you like football, you're gonna want to watch the two best teams play I'm, football. And if you I, don't, I could give two. Boots. I completely enjoyed last night's game. Obviously, I like sports, and now gambling is getting involved more. And I'm sure a lot of people had the over, which made them more upset that the game stunk. Yes, it was nine to six at halftime, but Alabama drove the field four times, three times, and didn't score. And so it's like, it's not like they were just having a Trestle D'Antonio punt fest between the twenty yard lines. Like, no, there was there was movement. There was lines. action. So, and then the fourth quarter is one of the better fourth quarters that we've seen in a while. One team dominated, but there was a comeback. There was lead changes. So, like, if you thought last night's game sucked, just like quit watching football, so we don't have to care about your sheep opinion anymore. Oh, I like that. I like 100% that a lot. Agree. All right. Speaking of Boomers, sheep opinions, man. sheep opinions, and uh, we might get some in this. The NFL playoffs, baby. The round table of the season. Before we get into the playoff um, round table, let's do any regular season takeaways you guys had. I will kick it off like I did with the national championship game. Only a couple points. I'm going to sound like a boomer, but to be honest with you guys, 18 weeks was a lot. I don't know if I need, like, I, I don't need them to add more, really. Like, this was a lot. I was thinking back. I was thinking about how, like, you think back to week one and all the narratives. Like, everyone was worried about Aaron Rodgers uh, in the offseason, and then they got blown out by New Orleans in week one. That feels like a year, like three years ago. And then the Chiefs were dead in like week six, and now we're all back. They're back to normal. It's like this the storylines of this year are unbelievable um, in all the ups and downs. So I, I don't, I don't need more weeks. Uh, and I'm, I guess I'm, it's a breath of fresh air to finally, finally get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's just one. I mean, technically, what? There was only three preseason games now and then one yeah. extra regular season. So it's technically the same. Yeah, it didn't feel like it. 
Uh, but it goes into the, like, in the calendar sense, it's an extra week. So, I don't know. I thought it, I'd, I feel like 17 games is a lot. Or 18, 17, 17? 17 games, 18 weeks because everyone's by. 15 feels right. Yeah. Um, it was cares? super long. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Evan, you were out on it at one point. I, I thought the NFL this year was, I have a, a take of why Evan was a little out on it this year. I just feel like there wasn't as, well, like, clearly there was obviously some good, like, regular season games. Um, just on the last Sunday night game. Um, some high-profile matchups through the middle games. Um, but I didn't find, like, the excitement throughout, like, the regular season. Like, majority of the regular season. Um, and I feel like they front-loaded some of the schedules with, like, the primetime matchups. Um, like, the Rams and Tampa Bay was early. Uh, obviously, Dallas and Tampa Bay was the first game of the year. That week when I was looking back, the week one Monday night football game was all time. It was a good one. It was uh, Ravens, Raiders, and OT. So, like, there was a lot of great games early, and I think the middle of the season just lulled. And then, I think the main reason is because last year was COVID, and it was, like, the first time we got football back. Oh, he had the college season, but it really sucked, and there was actually fans back in the NFL game. So it and was it just didn't a count. ton of anticipation for the NFL season. Like, their, their very first game had actual fans, and it was, like, the first – uh, professional sports league to have fans so that we're just even more jazzed up about it and it's all we had when you're just like chilling at home now we're like back somewhat to normal so maybe it's just you know went by the wayside and michigan state was good evan so that took up a lot of your time as well college teams were great and the lions were historically bad again well they're always bad so that's not really that's not true good against the spread though baby great against the spread um so now to the playoffs, how I want to tee this up is, like we did with March Madness, it's much less games, but we'll do a whole two, uh, a vote on each game. And then, you know, if you get two votes for the team, it moves on. There will be no overrules in this segment because there's not enough games and that would just be, that would completely change the bracket if someone overruled something. And we all have our teams in the playoffs that we care about. Uh, and then after we get to the bracket, there'll be hints along the way of who we like, but at the end, we'll give our like Super Bowl team projections and uh, yeah, what we think is going to play out. But this for this part, this is strictly voting uh, through the matchups, and I will keep track here in my head. And I have a bracket pulled up, so when we move people on, I can match up the right teams. So we'll go in chronicle order. Your Saturday games. We have Las Vegas, Cincinnati. Who are you guys picking to win this game? Natty. I'll go Cincy. Yes. Uh, likewise, Joe Burrow. Okay, so Cincinnati moves on. Then we have. Wilk Daddy, as Evan called him, New England versus Buffalo that night. Who you guys got in this one? Same order as last time. Alex, you can start. Uh, I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo I like, as well. I like Buffalo. I think New England's been trending down, and I think Buffalo's kind of back to where they need to be. Um, but it will be a good one because they they split, so it's not the whole like can't beat a team three times. It's a true like rubber match. Um, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. The next day, the first game. Bucks. Got, Bucks I got Buccaneers. I don't think the rushing attack from Philly has enough. Now, San Fran, Dallas that night. No, not that night. Middle of the day. Boys. I got the Niners. 
I have Dallas because I just feel like everybody's like, yeah. That's why I picked them too. The 49ers to upset them, and like like oh Dallas has like struggled a couple games down the stretch. Um, but I just look at like the quarterbacks and like Dak Prescott is still better than Jimmy G. So yeah, I'll go with Dallas. And they're at home, but I feel like there will be a lot of 49er fans in Jerry's world. Jerry's world. Uh, Pitt, Kansas City. Got Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City. They destroyed them in the first game. Our Monday night game, Arizona Rams. I got the Rams. I got the Rams. Wow, Evan, this had to be a tough one for you because Arizona was your early season pick. I was going Cardinals. They're slowing down at the end. Um, Yeah, they look bad recently. Back into the playoffs, basically, because they're out to a good start. And the Rams haven't played well. Oh, man, they just beat Dallas. Who? Arizona. Yeah, but they don't have Hopkins anymore. Like, they're just not the same team. They got routed by the Seahawks, bad team. They lost the Lions. We'll so the, the, uh, you, Rams you guys, haven't been too hot either. You guys foiled my plan. You foiled my plan. And my plan was to get San Fran in there so we didn't go all chalk, but we went all chalk, so we know we'll be oh. wrong through that first round. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the NFL's a little different. Uh I I feel really good about San Fran, but it's it's fine. It's it's two V three, it's democracy. So let me look at this. So we would have our AFC side is going to be Tennessee versus Cincinnati. Oh boy. I'm going to take Cincinnati as the homer I am, but it's mainly because I just, there's so many questions about the health of Tennessee in the terms of Derrick Henry, and they got their wideouts back now, which is good for them. But I kind of like, I, they're going to need Derrick Henry, and I don't know where he's at really yet. Titans. I do have the Titans as well, and I think Derrick Henry because will be of Derrick Henry. I feel like he will be activated. He has practice. He's got that extra week. Yeah. But is this like if it's a like booby miles situation? Friday Night Lights. I watched that this weekend. I don't know. That's gonna be tough. But He's gotta be like hundred percent. Like you could also Tennessee's throw him just out gonna there slow down the game. So like, and Tennessee has one of the best four, like the best front four of like as pass rush goes. Um, so it could give Cincinnati a couple problems. All right, Tennessee will move on there. Now we have Kansas City Buffalo Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. I want to pick Buffalo so bad. Like, I know it doesn't matter now. You both picked the Chiefs. But I want to Revenge pick Buffalo, spot. like, in the playoffs so bad. Just, I don't know if Buffalo can go into Kansas City again and beat them. They didn't do it last year. Obviously, they did it in, like, the regular season this year. Like, week two. Yeah, I just don't know if Buffalo could do it in the playoffs. I don't trust their running game. If this game, game I think was not in without Buffalo. a run game, if this game in was Buffalo, in Buffalo, I would have picked Buffalo like running away with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think geez, it wouldn't it wouldn't stun me if this was their year to finally win. So what are their Buffalo? records? Did like Buffalo like lose yeah. like the t- Buffalo lost a tiebreaker because they lost to Jacksonville? Must I mean, I don't know be. how that all worked out. I just know. like Buffalo has a head to head, so all they had to do is have the same record, and I think Buffalo is one game back of Kansas City. And Buffalo lost to Jacksonville earlier in the year. Give me that Tennessee-KC rematch AFC championship game. Yeah, it's going to be good. So let me see here how this works. Because I had a different setup for the <sighs> NFC. So we went chalk. So that puts... The okay, so that puts... Nashville, though? Oh, give me that that Nashville puts that. that puts Green Bay versus the Rams. I have Green Bay. GB. No. 
Dude, Stafford has not been great lately. You know what, man? I don't going care. Going to the frozen tundra. Dude, Stafford he already at Lambeau's the pig garbage. This would be. A, this would be. I just realized I, I didn't think about that when I was initially in the schedule, but this would be a sweet game for Lions fans, obviously. Because like that's you're watching, our quarterback. That is my quarterback. He would do it. Stafford versus Rodgers, but in Stafford Rodgers matches, I mean, in the he past, has never proven it to us ever. I always so see Rodgers can expect well, he him has to started now. more playoff games than Derek Carr, and everybody thinks Derek Carr is better. We all Who wrote what? off the Raiders with Derek Carr's never everyone. started a playoff game. No Who's one thinks now? Derek Carr is better than Matthew Stafford. Pretty False. much no one. Maybe Who's the that? sheep we talked about earlier, Evan. Come on. That's ridiculous. Um, but like, if Sean McVay would just let Stafford throw the ball like more often and quit with the more garbage run game, he wouldn't throw more pick sixes. Okay, <laughs> he's the most in the league, Evan. I don't give a bleep about. You don't that. care if no, he throws I don't. turnovers I don't. for touchdowns. Nope. Did they beat the Did they beat the Ravens? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um. Look, yeah, They've obviously in the playoffs, the too, it's cool. Um, obviously in the playoffs it's gonna matter a little bit more, but I feel like he's not gonna do that. But he needs to like they need to be able to throw the ball more. Like you could argue like this 49ers game was because of bad play calling down at the end of the second half. First half in the second quarter. Did you know before that loss, Sean McVay was forty three and oh when leading at the half? Yeah. Um can't be that bad at Third coaching. and one. It was third and one. Boy, and they lined off. him up in shotgun. Stafford was a perfect 11 for 11, and then they ran the ball to start the second half. They got too comfortable with the lead, you know? Well, tough one there for Evan. We moved to Dallas, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, because I don't even think Dallas is here, so Tampa Bay. I'm not picking Dallas. Yeah, Bucks. It's Tom Brady. Now, if this was Tampa Bay SF, this could be... Oh, wait, it wouldn't be. It'd be Tampa Bay Rams. This would be dicey because Tampa Bay obviously has... They got Leonard Fournette. They got to work back in, and they lost Godwin and Antonio Brown. So that could be dicey in that matchup. Fournette and Evans back, though. Yeah, but how healthy yeah. is Fournette? Correct. Same question with Derrick Henry. It's like, I don't I got to see it. I don't know. Um, And then, so the way we did this, we have the chalk of Tennessee and Kansas City. I would have Kansas City winning this game. Uh, I'm obviously going Chiefs. I would have, I would have Kansas City as well. Um, unfortunately, it's not a good matchup for Tennessee. Um, well, technically, Tennessee beat the brakes off of Kansas City earlier mm, in the year, week three, I think. So yeah, I mean, Just, like yeah, week three, but like they still played an NFL game. Chris Jones um, wasn't playing. Uh, he makes a giant difference for the Chiefs. Oh my bad, man. As our Chiefs residential expert, and the Tennessee Titans got the number one seed without Derrick Henry for half the year, and that didn't matter at all. Gotcha. But you just picked the Chiefs, so I don't um, even know where I you're did going with this. Because of like quarterback play, like uh Patrick Mahomes is like a little bit better than Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> um and you know, Travis Kelsey's a better weapon than whatever tight end that the, you know they have. Anthony Ferkser. That yeah. blowout was in week seven, just to for the record oh, to be straight. Oh yeah, baby. That's middle way through the year, bro. Well, not in the current season. Dude, that not. game was over at halftime. That's okay. I, I, mean, I, I don't care about the regular season anymore. We are on to the playoffs. Just like in that game, I feel like... We lost one game. Like Kansas City that. will just like, you know what? We're just going to score more points. And we're just going to try to outscore them instead of playing like this cute game. Tennessee is going to try to like run the ball and like slow down the clock. And it's just not going to work. And then next thing you know, they're now 14-0 and it's over. 
I do want to say before we go back to the unless NFC, if Derrick Henry runs for like 150 yards in like the divisional round, then I would take the Titans in the championship game against the Chiefs. I do just want to say um, that if there's a year where the Chiefs, you know, aren't going to make the Super Bowl, I mean, it's by far this year. I think there's how, the AFC's how deeper. big of you. So you know, yeah, their one loss after that, Alex, was to the Bungles. Yeah, so on a bunch of BS. But anyway, Bungles. I have a question before we go to the NFC. Would you guys um, take? So I'm just going to make hypothetical odds. The field is minus 100, and the Chiefs are plus 400. Where would you place your bet? Field to win the Super Bowl or to make the Super Bowl? To make the Super Bowl. Oh shucks. Probably Chiefs. That's really good value. Good value. That's what I think too. Yeah, probably. Rematch, and, NFC Championship game. Yeah, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, back in Green Bay. I have Green Bay avenging their demons. Oof, man. I so Green Bay. Just, there it is. Now I don't have to choose. It's hard to I pick against Tom Brady. Jair Alexander is supposed to be activated off of IR at some point during the playoffs. Are they getting Zadarius Smith back? Because that'd be huge. I don't know if they are, though. They're supposed to get one don't. Smith. I think Alexander is coming back. This is the only one I saw on their defense. But I think maybe Smith one. Smith is coming back on one of them. Zadarius Smith is coming back, dude. He's an absolute baller. Oh, yeah. If he's Matt the field goal doesn't kick a field goal. Yeah, that last is year. the big question. If Crosby, it comes out of Crosby, I don't know if I trust him. Obviously, yeah. No, he's he, bad. He missed five he, field goals in a game this year. He played better down the stretch, and he, like, he got over like the missing thing like halfway through the year. But... Like at some point, that's going to get brought up, and there's always the broadcast jinx of like, "Oh, he's missed five field goals this year," and it would happen. Mm, there's just not enough weapons for Tom at this point, so it's yeah, I don't he think didn't need him in the past because he does need him now because he's so damn old. He did. He did need weapons in the past. He needed him this last season, in New England. He had none, and he was not great. He still has some. Like, come on, he's guys. got Mike Evans. And, I mean, and Tampa Bay second. Mike Evans is a stud. Tampa Bay secondary is riddled with injuries. Now, Tampa Bay, the what's going against them is that they have a lot of injuries. A lot. All sides of the ball. So now, if you could pick your Super Bowl and Super Bowl winner without the influence of the other two, who would you guys go with? Just having in the Super Bowl? Or who would you have win the Super, Super Bowl? Super Bowl matchup and who would win the game? I would have Packers Chiefs. And I would take the Packers. Wait, are you talking I about who we're picking it. off of who we voted for, or just our own personal preference? Own personal preference. I guess we yeah we didn't do the last game. Yeah, but mine's mine's a little mine's a little tease. I have the same thoughts as Alex, so I'd pick Green Bay. So I guess our group bracket is Green Bay. Oh, I have KC and LA in the Super Bowl. Not surprising. You're oh. a homer. I'm not because the they have like one of the best shutdown corners. They have a really good defense alignment, and they have the offensive player of the year. Um, they do have the top top talent. Uh so like it's not that far fetched. Yes, they're a little biased there, probably like five percent, but logically, <laughs> no, you know, um, it's wide open. Yeah. Would who do you who would you have winning between those two, Evan? I had the Rams. Wow. So now that bias now just that got bumped a little. Bias, <laughs> so we have the thirty second pick. That feels terrible. Um, I wouldn't care. So I would not away. care. It would be so cool. All right. 
I got the Rams. They're going to rally. Ram, behind. Rams they're going to rally behind Matthew Stafford, and they're going to play good football. Grant, you had the same thing as, as me. You, yeah. So that's not going to be right. Sounds like right. <laughs> there's no way that happens. Well, everyone uh, said yeah. Chiefs Bucks last year, and it happened. So I think, like, I don't know, in the middle of the Packers winning streak after their first loss, I was like, this is a Packers year. They look. I, good. I just they're just it's Aaron Rodgers send off potentially. So. They'll do it. Yeah, um, I can see it, too. So now a fan suck. question. Two fan questions here to wrap out the uh, big picture NFL. We can go kind of fast through them. But um, your top five players in these playoffs. Uh, I can kick us off. I have my list one through five here. Um, I am going to go. My number one player would be Tom Brady. Number two would be Patrick Mahomes. Number three would be Cooper Cup. Number four. As a tip to the question asker, TJ Watt, number five, Aaron Donald. No Aaron Rodgers. No Rodgers. His stats this year have been nearly well, average for him. Stats and, um, doesn't matter. No, I think so. I mean, I'm I think best the, football player. Nah, I didn't view it that way. I viewed it as like who's having a great season and who's like at the peak going into this. And I think their team is balanced in a way they don't need to rely on him nearly as much as the past. So I don't really have him as being like a baller in the playoffs i have brady one mahomes two cooper cup three aaron Rodgers four aaron donald five and jalen ramsey honorable mention six three rams in the list evan's picks looking good yeah baby (laughs) tj watt honorable seven Uh oh wow so I did like top five players in the playoffs like right now that have been playing the best and like elite that can like upset a team or like have the ability to carry their team farther than people think. Jamar Chase. He's not on my list. Um, <sighs> however, number one, well, I'm going to go start five. Five, I have Debo Samuel. Mm, um, good one. He's a matchup nightmare for anywhere. I like that. Um, no, running the ball and receiving. Number four, I have Joe Burrow. His last two games that he played uh, – phenomenal he has a connection and like that offensive like weapons or second to none number three i have tj watt best defensive player in the nfl uh he can be a home wrecker so number two i have the offensive player of the year cooper cup home wrecker uh, number one and number <laughs> Sorry, one I, just... I have aaron Rodgers. i think you went to say game wrecker yeah i guess mine no, was just uh <laughs> wait i'm mean, sorry i got lost because you said that what was your two Rodgers one. Who's two for Evan? Two I don't fucking remember. Number okay. one is Rodgers. Number one is the Adam whole record comment just sent me into a spiral. I'm like, clearly, what? I mean, that was a dumb thing to freak out about. Honestly, well, he's just saying like TJ Watt's a fetish for girls and relationships. I didn't know that. Back to the list. Yeah, I guess I went quarterback heavy because you know it's the most important position on the field. But Evan, I like your list. It's way cooler. I like all our lists. Yeah, I mean, participation you can't really go trophies wrong with any of those players. So, um, and now for our last NFL broad question is: um, Is Ben Roethlisberger just as good of a person as he is a football player? Well, he's not that great at football anymore, so that is my answer. I'm going to take the no comment on this one. I just want to pivot to: I think he'll try to come back next year, even though everyone thinks he should retire. Um, you know, like America is born on second chances. Um, it doesn't have a good pass, but I think he fixed them. 
he's a solid dude, and ever like all of his former players like him. Um, there's not really that much bad talk about him besides like media. So inside the locker room, I would say he's a good dude. Obviously, he's declining physically, um, but mentally, I think he's a game changer. And when he's out there, I think Pittsburgh plays for him. So you know, it's give or take, whatever side you want to lean on. Nice. At this point, I don't think you should be like holding on to like his past mistakes because it was so long ago. So now we move from broad NFL to our team, the Lions. This will be their basically recap. I mean, I we'll talk about them in the offseason, obviously, if they make moves and the um, draft, which is our, one of our favorite topics. But to recap this team's season, um, they went 3-13-1. I did some digging today from our schedule breakdown show. Evan, you had the boys in blue at 7-10. Oh, don't do it. 7-10 for Evan. Alex, you had 6-11, and 11, and I had 4-13. and 13. Well, good job, Grant. So, yeah, you just pulled that because you knew you did well. You know, I, I was foreshadowing because I, I, I knew not. one of really my like New Year's resolutions for 2022 was gonna be more be more positive, and so I was like thinking like be more positive about the team, just not for the Lions. So, you know, so I just see into the future. Yeah. Now, chop us. Uh, I was funny listening back. We all adamantly picked that we would win the Philadelphia game, which we were in person oh. for. <laughs> we all, three wins across the board. We went to it. We got absolutely blitzed. It was probably the lowest moment of the season. It was uh, the lowest moment of the season. <laughs> yeah. Granted, Philadelphia hard. was struggling for a while, so like at the time. Well, we picked these in May. I Also, in, when that game happened, everyone was picking the Lions, too. So like we're not the yeah. only people. No, but we were on that one. Alex, hat tip to you. Uh, you quoted were saying this will week seventeen or week eighteen will be a classic Lions win against Green Bay uh, late in the season when a loss would help our draft stock, and that genius. happens. That I'm a genius. That completely wow. happened. You picked us a win in week eighteen. Um, Feels so good. outside of our prediction predictions, let's get to. Uh, I'm curious, you guys, your guys' bright spots for this season. What did you guys take away from this team that was good? Penny Sewell, Monter St. Brown. Whoa, dude, you stole mine. We were all going to say it, Evan. <laughs> Alex, that was selfish to not let Evan take a Monter St. Brown. That's yeah, his guy. Uh, you know, Alex, I wrote down another point, and it was your guy that you picked back in May. I wrote, Goff played pretty well, like his last like handful of games. Had a good pass rate. No, he did. Excelled a little bit. I think he carried the Look offense a little bit forward. So, I think Goff played each better last, guys. like five or so games or whatever it was. I got a stat for you. Okay. From when Dan Campbell took over play calling duties, the Pittsburgh Ooh, game, duties. with Jer- with Jared Goff starting, the Lions were three, two, and one. So pretty solid. Did you guys also know Dan Campbell is the only Lions head coach ever to beat two teams in the same season that were both over five games over five hundred? I did not until now. Yeah, he more so he's the greatest wins. coach in history. Dan Campbell has more divisional wins than Matt Patricia did. So, hmm. um, I got some. So we got the we got Amonra. We we saw some love for Jared Goff. Um, I'll get some deep cut guys here. I was impressed with Amani Warrior. Six interceptions this year, third best in the NFL. And then per Pro Football Reference, he had, was top fifty in the league in. Uh, is a rating when passed against. So that's a formula they have about all these situations of when you're targeted, your pass breakups, your picks top 50 
among defensive backs in that rating. And then the guy that might have been sneakiest under the radar, Charles Harris, had 34 QB pressures oh. this season. He was pretty 20, good. 22nd in the entire league. Evan, listen to the names he was tied with when it comes to QB pressures. That's basically oh, just your you sacks. Know why, you know why he's blitzing? Why? Because he can't cover anybody. Okay. Uh, Evan, this well, is if a deed lineman. If he's so a what, pure... Charles Harris or Chris Harris, well, who's our well, we, safety? The safety is Will Harris, and he sucks. Will Harris. But we're talking about no, Charles. 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 Oh my gosh, I'm so bad, dude. Do your research, Evan. Get the names right. Take <laughs> I was going to say Charles it, Harris is not I'm dropping stupid. into coverage. <laughs> was thinking about this, the other Harris. My bad. This goes to the point though. Like I didn't even have this guy on my radar, and he had 34 QB pressures, 22nd in the NFL, tied with the names of Cam Jordan, Robert Quinn, and Chandler Jones. He also had seven and a half sacks as the Lions sack leader on the year. Definitely a guy I would need to go back and watch because I don't think, I think he flew under the radar for me this year. Okay, two of the sacks were against Matt Ryan in that dog water uh, offensive <laughs> line. And is this going to be like another like Kerry Hyder thing when we all thought Kerry oh, Hyder was going to be the next great defensive end and he turned into just like, he had a one-hit wonder year? I don't think um, people are going to think that. Charles Harris has been in the league for a while. Also check Charles Harris. Is he on a contract year? He might be. So I think he might try to go get more money and we might not. Because if he's on a contract here, if he's on a contract here, they always play better because he tried to get paid more. True. I think think he's on a one-year deal. I would cut ties with him. You know, cut your losses. Um, Trey Flowers, you know, think of bad spots on the team. We should cut him. Um, (laughs) Because you have the Aquaro brothers coming back healthy. Um, Aren't we a 3-4? I don't even know what our defense was. Well, Aaron Glenn's gone, so it doesn't matter. Whoa. No, he's chill, not. He's staying chill, around. Chill. Um, Broncos head coach. My last two bright spots before we get to the negative. You have more. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Did you watch this team? Yeah. He loves Julian, the Lions. My, uh, my preseason guy, my guy I took a chance on, Julian Aquara, registered five sacks. I just That's nice progress to see in his career where he missed a full year of injury, and he came back. Now and he had five sacks, so he's building for something early in his career. I think he looked pretty athletic and like he belonged on the field most times he was out there. And then my last one would be our safety, Tracy Walker, 108 combined tackles, most on the team, 32nd most in the NFL. That's not good overall for your defense when your safety has that many tackles, but he's a good tackling player and one of our better defensive players. So he had a great season, I would say, and an overall bad, eh, average defense. Now bad spots. Um, Alex Anzalone's tackling. Jalen so Reeves Maben's ability to read uh, a play. You know what, Alex? Jalen Reeves Maben, he runs sideline to sideline, and you just need one of those players, and then just you need somebody else out there to like tell him what to do. But mm-hmm. he is always around the football, and he's he at a, least tries. He's a special teams uh, like pro hero. Yeah, no, he that's where he's made to be. Well, just wanted to get that in because Grant thinks he's incredible. So. No, I, I said the same thing Evan said. He's very good he's, uh, he's a top 30 linebacker. Well, he's better than Alex I Alizone. I can tell you that Average right linebacker. That yeah, comes into yeah. like... Yeah, whatever. But he's He was not a bad spot. I was just... He's, he's, the, he's, he's the crouch to Halliday. You need a Halliday to tell him where to go. Um, My biggest, other than that, was the overall health of our team. Think about Swift banged up. Golf banged up, Ragnow, Romeo Aquara, Akuda. I read this today, Hawkinson. I read this today. Our full, like, A1 offensive line 
projected depth chart never even got to play with each other this year. Never. Well, because yeah, Decker was missed. out at the beginning of the year. And then Ragnall got injured. went down. So we've never even seen what this glorious offensive line top five potential could look like. So that could give you some hope. But it's also a negative because you got to stay healthy. And it's been consistent for some of these players, Hawkinson and Swift. Like we need consistency to like get your body right. So hopefully these things don't happen. Bad spot. Play calling. Bad. Well, we broke the NFL record in fourth down conversion. So is it bad play calling? (laughs) Aggressive play calling. I stand with it. And they address that issue. Oh yeah, um, I had a bad spot as the blowout losses. Like obviously, like we competed in a lot of games, but like the depth and talent on this roster is still like two or three years away, and it was definitely noticeable in like the blowout losses. Like the mm-hmm. Eagles game was one of the worst professional football games I ever laid my eyes on. Uh, the Broncos game, Seahawks game was unbearable to watch. Yeah, it was the like game we tied was unbearable. Steelers, that game was that horrendous. was just a snooze fest and just an absolutely Big Ten buffet. And so, like, yeah, like you can say, like, oh, this team always fought hard, but like, there's some games where, like the blowout losses just like sting more because they're so much more noticeable. Yeah, and bad like spot. Wide out production outside of Monterey Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we missed on our Absolutely. like drama. Allison that barely played. Uh, free agent signings, Paramount left. Paramount cut Ty Williams or yeah, right. Never played a game. Brashad Paramount and Tyrell Williams like never played a game. Yeah. No. And there are big receiver signings. So I hope yeah. Brad addresses that. Drafting. Um but we'll stay in the present. Uh and on tying to that point, Alex, I need more in the future from Hawkinson. So I would say that's a bad spot. He only had like five hundred and thirty receiving yards. He was injured. I would also I, add I know that. this. I need more though. I need more. I would also add this, Grant jogged my memory. Bad spot. Uh like drawing up plays, scheming plays for Hawkinson. We talked about it on the podcast a couple of times. Like the first two weeks were good. And then teams seemed like they were just like covering Hawkinson. And, like, our offense had no, like, ground game to go. And Amonra didn't get going until, like, the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. Bad so, play calling. You know, I don't want to put it all on that. Um, You know? The Philadelphia game specifically, it sticks with me because we were there. But, like, that game, I think, was the final straw when they started using Amonra more in the next couple weeks after that. Because, like, we were just in their ears yelling. Like, like he kept coming off the field, I remember. And so, yeah, that stretch was ugly. Um, now, not to let the guy off the hook, we did praise him, but we're going to bash him because that's we're fair. The quarterback play for most of the year was bad, and that is includes Jared Goff's, like when we were like 0-8. Like he was just making terrible, terrible throws and fumbling the ball with baby hands. Baby like, hands. I, I, will not, I will not forget the baby hands talk from the beginning of the year. I know it ended strong, like, uh, you know, like me playing golf, and then I put together a couple shots on 17 and 18. <laughs> so it gives us encouragement into the next year. But I will not forget the beginning of the year. He was not good for most of the year. Backup QB, big, big bad spot. Holy. Yeah. Boyle's yeah. the worst quarterback I've ever seen. So, But the bad thing is, like, the NFL, they don't value backup quarterbacks. And so it's just Where's like, Sean Hill? We need him back on the roster. Wow. Yeah. Deep cut. Could, could have Mark Brunel play instead of Tim Boyle, honestly. Or, Strap him up. Or David Blau. I mean, come on. My last one is um, the biggest thing facing this team in the future, but this year specifically what happened was the pass rush, man. So terrible. Uh, this team had 30 sacks combined, which is 30th 
worst in the NFL. And like the top teams in the league get 50, 50 plus is what the top like tier gets. We got 30 as a team. We have 30. 30. Did TJ Watt had 21 and a half or something? 22, I think. And, and only, a half. He only played in 14 games. Last time I checked, need, the Lions entire team played in 17. Well, yeah. good thing we are uh, picking second and we can take an edge rusher. It looks like that's the obvious one of the two, yep. which we'll get to you later. But that three. needs. Huh? What? One of the three. Edge rushers? There's three? There's going to be one that rises up boards. You wait and see. Just okay, a teaser. Well, I... Just a teaser for my draft scouting. Wow. Excited to hear that. Uh, any other bad spots? The next thing I have now is offensive coordinator vacancy. No, no more bad spots. The team stunk. Um, the vacancy, just quickly, there's, there's some candidates out there from uh, Nick Baumgartner and Chris Burke wrote something for The Athletic, listed them all. Uh, I'm going to fly through some names. You guys can tell me who you'd like out of the list or any other candidates you would like them to go after. Yeah. Ben Johnson, promotion from within. Oh. He's a tight ends coach. No. <laughs> it, it, like, no. I'm just going to get this out of the way. It's going to be a promotion within because Dan Campbell oh. is obsessed with running the ball, and I don't think he needs like the alter, like somebody like butting heads with him. That's well, yeah, all I know. A, and so sorry. I feel like Dan Campbell is going to call plays again next year. So why even hire someone? Correct. Great, so it's just going to be a promotion within. But continue. I'm sorry, Grant. Point. No, it's a great point, Evan. I should have prefaced it with like this all hinges on like if he he said he doesn't know if he wants to call plays next year still. He was weighing the pros and cons. So yeah, that's going to factor in on what he thinks in the next month on who they hire if he's planning to call but plays. But like, in fairness, like I know he calls the plays, but like at some point there's got to be like somebody drawing up like the creative plays that we saw like the last four or five games so in fairness like tips the cap to them whoever that person was ben johnson so it, it, still no for me <laughs> so just why he's tight ends coach and he became the passing game coordinator when campbell started calling plays and jared goff and dan campbell both praised him with the work he did at the end of the year the other one would be Deuce Staley, who's the RB's and assistant head coach, essentially. No. Um, doesn't have much experience with that, but is a guy that's basically going to be a head coach someday from all intents and purposes, so there's thoughts on him being OC. No. Evan, your fellow Joe Brady. Yeah. Now, the ties here is he was the offensive assistant in New Orleans with Campbell on staff, so they know each other, and we do know how Dan Campbell can recruit people to come be part of Detroit based on his phone calls. So that could yes. happen with Joe Brady. Uh, the next one is Ike Hilliard, wide receivers coach for the Steelers. He interviewed for this job last year. No. They're off and one. Sucks. The Steelers wide receivers coach? He interviewed we'll for the job TikTok last year. we doing TikTok dances on the sideline, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's a no. <laughs> Corvette, Corvette. Uh, James Urban, the Ravens QB coach, interviewed for the job last year as well. Oh, pass. It's going to be a no for me. People I are could probably that, be convinced, um, though. His job that he's done with Tyler Huntley has given him some buzz around the league as like being able to make something out of nothing. I'd like to hire someone better, so that's a no. Same thing with that something out of nothing. The Saints quarterback coach, Ronald Curry. Yes. Uh, Dan Campbell knows him, obviously, and he's been working, trying to make a – almost made the playoffs with the help make a team uh, that has terrible quarterbacks. So, no. And then the last one that intrigues me is Ken Dorsey, the Bills QB's coach and passing game coordinator. He has been there for the life of Josh Allen and been an instrumental part in developing him and uh, drawing up their passing game offense. Yes, but like we'll have to run the ball a little bit. So I, I just don't see Dan Campbell hiring him because of how much we want to run the ball. And the Bills don't ever run the ball and unless well, Josh Allen's running. That's because they have Devin Singletary. 
And in fairness, like I don't know if he would leave Buffalo for an offense corner job when like Brian Dabble, the current offense coordinator for Buffalo, is probably like, going to leave and be a head coach. has potential mm-hmm. to leave, and like it would be just an easier promotion, like just to go with stay with Buffalo. Yeah, I didn't really like any of those um, options. I have some names for you, Alex. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, give me something better. Okay, Josh Gaddis. No, <laughs> that'd be a no for me. The first article I clicked on. I, on God, like I will put my hand on the Bible and everything. One of the names that I clicked on when I was like looking up articles, and everything, what people were saying was Josh Gaddis. He was in the athletic article. I just didn't put him in because I knew you guys would laugh. Oh my gosh! No, holy cow! Next. Did Detroit Free Press re- write that article? Probably unbiased athletic reports. He did win the <laughs> Assistant of the Year award. When you win that, you get looks. Snooze. Next, uh, Zach Robinson, quarterbacks coach for the Los Angeles Rams. I heard about him. I, I wouldn't hate that. That's the home Former Detroit sure. Lion, I believe, played quarterback at Oklahoma State, was drafted by the Lions, or was on the Lions staff for there for a while. McVay like Tree. McVay Tree. Chance. It'd be intriguing. All right. Um, wide receivers coach for San Francisco, Wes Welker. Been there for four years, obviously, as the no, history. I don't think Wes Welker's ready to call plays. Feels too early. Yeah, uh, too, too soon. All right. Um... Doug Peterson, former head coach of the yeah. uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, give Eagles. me Doug Peterson. Here's the only but thing my when butt I heads with Dan now, Campbell. I said yeah. those two, like Dan Campbell, obviously he's like not as big of an ego, but Doug Peterson, obviously his ego was so high he got fired from a head coaching job in the NFL. Yeah, and, and we Super just Bowl. we just literally did the fired head coach to OC and it did not work out. We fired the guy great point here. So maybe, yeah, we so maybe do we'll, that. we'll pump the brakes on that one. My last one I have is quarterbacks coach for Kansas city, Mike Kafka. Um, he's getting like rumor talk. He of has promotions. gotten interviews uh, yes. in the past. Obviously he's a quarterback, coach. quarterback. And like, if you're drawing a couple plays or just, he knows like the playbook for Kansas city. He obviously has some innovation or whatever he's doing at Kansas city. Would be cool to see. Um, I could probably get behind that, but I'm a Chiefs guy, so there's some bias there. Uh, Jason Garrett, Bill O'Brien. Jason no on Garrett. Jason Garrett. So he's does any coach deep? Oh, I guess he coached the Giants. No, he's the right. OC of the Giants. Garrett. He's god awful. Bill O'Brien. I actually this no. Could be Bill shocking. O'Brien's ego is higher than Doug Peterson's ego. Right, but I mean, he went was an OC at the college levels. So I don't I mean, care. I don't know. He wouldn't be the He's smart player. enough to coach like offense coordinator in college. Like, can we poach Kellen Moore? No, no. Come on. Uh, what's What's cooler? He to doesn't have? want to be in Dak the shadow Prescott of Mike and McCarthy. Zeke and CD Lamb or Amonra, Jared Goff, and TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. I would like uh, Joe Brady not for like. He would hire him this year. I wouldn't judge him on this year because he has golf, and then I would judge him based on how he does with like fresh new toys with a new quarterback after that. So I think that'd be a good long term hire. But then again, he's at a point where he's got to prove himself too because he had a great stretch and then a bad stretch. So we'll see. He had the worst quarterback situation in the world, and he also had the best college roster probably almost of all time. So it's it's interesting. We'll see how he does with like an average roster. Would be good to see. Matt Rule talking about Nego. Jeez. Anyways, um, and then to end the Lions talk is a, another fan question. I'll read it word for word here. Regarding the Lions, do you guys actually believe in momentum going into the offseason? And do you think the culture is finally changing within the Lions franchise? Momentum in the NFL in the regular season going into an offseason when you win three games? No, I did not believe in that. 
<laughs> do I think the culture is changing within the franchise? If we do keep stick with Dan Campbell, I do think, uh, you know, his locker room, people care. Like, this is a drastic change from the Patricia era. So, I mean, maybe the culture swinging, but you still got to win games. And that's what it's going to take. So, mm-hmm. I think it's starting to shift, but it's going to take a little longer. My points on this is just essentially what Alex said about the locker room. Even though none of us have ever been in the Lions locker room, I don't think. I've seen clips. I can... I can I feel like I can definitively say from all the buzz around the team that this locker room atmosphere is better than the past regime. And I know at the end it was toxic, but I think if I remember right, it was even hiccups and like smoke and morale was low. Even after the first year of Patricia, he was already getting on people's nerves. And so at least after first preseason, like workouts, he's making grown men run suicides. All right. Yeah. So even after one year of Dan Campbell, things just seem better. You can tell guys like want to play for him. Which is this the the whole cliche thing? But here's the thing with momentum. I do think there is some momentum, and it can be retained in the off season solely if Aaron Glenn stays as our defensive coordinator. If he leaves, I think momentum oh. just stunted because he's so important to this team and like made a solid, but no, an average NFL defense out of below average talent. So I think the momentum really pertains to the coaching staff less than like the players. Um, and then lastly, with the momentum and the culture I talked about, that can never actually be fully realized into meaningful wins until the QB situation or play improves in Detroit. So, yes, that does matter. But also, that position has to be figured out at some point in the next four years for any of this to even matter. Those are my only points. What do you think, Evan? Well, I mean, I'm, you guys just took everything away. Like, the momentum, like... It was cool to win the game. It was nice. Like, you beat your rivals at Packers. No, we don't get the the first pick overall, but it was cool. Like, okay, now, like, the momentum going into the offseason. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you going to do with, like, that so-said momentum? Not, not You can just, like, that's package twice. it up and, like, <laughs> bring thing. it with you to the first game and then, like, throw it onto the field and you're just going to have this, like, superpower. Like, no, no it's already it doesn't gone. Exist. Like, players are already on vacation. Like, Swift was at the national championship game. I'm sure he was really like, dude, that momentum was so great. I can't wait for the offseason. No. Like, I don't buy it. Yeah, they're actually all renting a um, beach house in uh, Orchard Lake for the for the summer to live together. They're going to build on that momentum. Yeah. Um, but the culture change, I think it already has changed. Um now you just need to get the product on the field to change. I think people want to play for Dan Campbell. You've heard some outside of the Lions organization people talk highly of him. Um, and I think like everybody around actually wants to compete here. Um, there were some people that hated their head coach. And obviously when you hate for the head coach, you don't want to play. So I do like the culture Alex? change. So, hmm? Was that a sneeze, Alex? No, cough. Oh, I just yeah I feel uh, like you said Evan the culture change I felt it when like I personally felt like I'd like to play for Dan Campbell and I did not want to play for Patricia as a human being so I feel like people in the locker room feel similar even though I don't see everything it just feels good that as fans we now have a guy at the helm that we can root for even if he blows up in flames we can root for him and have fun doing it um oh Alex I heard that cough from here you all right man I choked on my water oh um so now we shift to the Michigan MSU game. 
that should have been. Um, at this point, it's Tuesday. It was supposed to happen Saturday, the late night news. Um, lot, very interesting day in terms of like the internet coverage of it. Uh, that's kind of like where I wanted to hop in. I hope you guys can buckle up for a rant here. Don't worry. It's not targeted at any of you guys. It's just other people I saw on the internet. Alex is going to mute the mic, mic to sit back for this one. Um, I'll start out with this. I do think it was really disappointing that it happened late at night. I kind of compared it to uh, Evan. Like, you know, it's it'd be not this extreme, but like it'd be like if the night before Christmas, you're all giddy and you get a text notification that Santa just can't make it to your house this year. You know, like, ah. Just not happening, hey, man. Sorry. Like, Big guy's not going to be there. If there's not going to be there, like, you don't have to get up early. You don't have to, like, prep yourself or anything. So there's no point of even waking up. Yeah. It was just the weird timing because, like, we, we were all we were all night owls at night and we were up and we all saw it. I'm like, oh, damn. Now I'm going to sleep depressed. Like, it would have been one thing if you just woke up and it happened. It would have been a little bit different. But to back your point, ahead. like, I was upset that, like, the tweet came out, but I still had hope and was waiting for the morning. Because that night, like most of like the Michigan and like Michigan State reporters, I think were already like sleeping, and there was that only one tweet that people were like holding on to, that were yeah, quoting and like Tate. yes, yeah. that was the only information. There was nobody else tweeting about it. It's true. It was weird. It was just that tweet essentially. Yeah, Tom did find out. He said uh, he found out at like the exact time that tweet came out. So it was, I mean, it was accurate. Yeah. So I'll get into the facts in a second, but I just this blanket statement for for the people online doesn't matter what school you root for. If the people that genuinely believe in the like narrative conspiracy that Michigan is ducking a basketball game and or fabricating COVID positives, we just don't need them in society. They can be locked up and thrown in jail for a little bit to think about the absurdity of like what they're saying. And like, I'm going to caveat this with like, I'm friends with Michigan state fans. You guys like, I'm okay with jokes being thrown around to friends. Like, ah, ducking again. Like that's fine. That's funny. There was some funny gift shared in our group chat, but like there was people on social media. And it's like one thing to say it to your friends in person or a text, but to like put it out on Twitter, like I'm, this is me. I'm like backing up this statement that like a couple like blue checkmark people and people that have big followings. I'm not going to name names because they don't deserve attention, but like that is horrendously bad to do. And like just shows a truth in our country that people just need more hobbies. Like any normal person, I was well-adjusted person saw that the game was canceled, maybe ripped off a joke, was a little sad and then moved on with their day. You guys went to Western and had fun with your friends. I clocked in for a work shift and I was like, all right, the game's not happening. Normal. But like this dragged on all day and just, it's still going to go on. There's going to be duck emojis for the rest of the year, which is more just funny and lighthearted. But it's like the fact that people think there's this big collusion. I, I read one tweet that was like, this guy said, I'm not saying that Michigan fake COVID cases but i'm saying that when they get them they weaponize them to like duck games it's like dude what are you talking about and the good thing that happened in this is that the facts of the situation did come out thankfully to reporters at the athletic uh, i think it was brennan quinn and colton pouncey um they put together the report that happened and when you read it it makes a ton of sense how this happened and it happens all over the country so for those who don't know i'm gonna run through this briefly because there's some people that don't have access to the athletic or maybe didn't read it and just want to go on this conspiracy theory crazy stuff so michigan already had four players that had covid for uh ruckers another one missed the game for a different medical reason okay two of the four were supposed to come back for saturday but it was still iffy they had a 3 30 p.m practice on friday one starter for michigan started showing symptoms in that practice asked for cold medicine they're like ah shit we got a test so like all college teams are not testing unless people show symptoms that's how it works now so all right testing starts uh 
during that time or like later, you know, Michigan State has a 7 p.m. shoot around scheduled to happen in the gym. So they're probably already commuting to Ann Arbor, uh, you know, I don't know when they leave 530 ish or something like that. So they do the testing and then they get new positives post that practice. The one starter tested positive and two and then that eliminated two more players who do not have a booster, which I guess is part of like the protocol. If you don't have a booster, it puts you at risk. I don't know. It seems kind of weird, but that's the case. And so as a result, Michigan had five scholarship players available to play when it was all said and done. Now, before they got the results back, Michigan still felt the game was happening. They were watching film at night and they had all the people that were showing symptoms and had already tested positive like away from, I think they're going to have like probably seven or eight guys like they did against Rutgers ready to go. They get the results back around nine to 1030. That's a pretty big gap, but that's when it says they came back nine to 1030 is when they got the results. And that's when Jawan called Izzo and they said, Hey, the game's going to be off. We don't, we were below the threshold of seven. So it's over. Um, and I, I think we kind of saw as things cleared up that, you know, Izzo came on and said, I was pleased with the communication from Jawan. He just had problems with like how administrations handle it, which is kind of like a larger NCA issue and Big Ten issue where like there are no like open Slack channels or text channels of like how you have to communicate this. Like there's no protocol that when your guy gets symptoms, you let the team know you're playing. Hey, we just have a guy get symptoms. There's no rule for that. So, you know, it's one thing like is like is Michigan to be like, hey, guys, uh, we have a guy who's coughing. Uh, maybe you don't come for shoot-arounds. Like, I think MSU's been like, oh, we're still going to come for shoot-around in case we do play you guys. Like, it's not going to help anything if you tell them that right away. Um, so, basically, that's the point of that. And then from a larger picture is, like, competitively, the conspiracy theory, it makes no sense to duck Michigan State at this point. Michigan is desperate for quality wins. And, yes, they, they there's a good chance they do lose this game. But, like, this was a much better opportunity, assuming they were fully healthy, than traveling to the Breslin on the 29th, which is almost a guaranteed loss now because there's an extra motivation there that they can hype themselves up for the duck narrative. Um, it was already probably a guaranteed loss, but it's just more so now. And then now with the Purdue uh, cancellation, the, Michigan's next game back is going to be at Illinois who has been wanting to kill Michigan for a year because they canceled the at Illinois game last year. So like Illinois, if you're a fan of college basketball and rowdy environments, you might just want to tune into that. They are going to be at people's throats. It might be like the Jalen Rose game when they chanted Coke house at him from the Fab Five documentary. Like it's going to be disgusting there and they'll probably get their blows door off. Blows, doors blown off there. And now also the makeup chances are tougher this year, but still feasible and are going to be necessary for Michigan to try to reach the tournament. And for those that are like, oh, they needed a break like for, to get themselves together because they've been playing terrible basketball. It's not like some COVID break where you can't see each other is going to be some cure for all the problems on court. So it's like just when you just stopped and think about it for a second, it was just a classic case. It's happened hundreds of times in sports for the last two years where things get canceled pretty last minute. So that's all it was. But I, I'm curious how you guys thought. I know you guys were in a more reasonable camp, but also it probably did suck because Michigan State was rolling and Michigan looked dead in the water and you thought you're going to have a... We all were excited for a big game. No thoughts. COVID stinks. I'm, I'm sick of it. If I could go on a 25-minute rant about how sick I am of, you know, games getting canceled and this BS just lingering, but I'm not going to do that because it's not a political show. But, right. uh, yeah, I was certainly disappointed. Uh, I, I, The only other thing I would say to your point about, like, you know, Michigan needing a break and how ridiculous that is. Michigan State came off their COVID nightmare last year and lost by 30 points to Rutgers. So it, it's it's not a good thing. You don't want that to happen no. in your program. And sorry, I mean, no, you're okay. one thing. 
Alex and I just had COVID and I know like, it's funny how like when you hear COVID, you don't even think if people are actually sick. Like you just assume everyone's fine because they're all athletes. I mean, I'm sure you would say Alex, the day I tested positive for like symptoms, I could not have played a basketball game. I would have been terrible. Uh, even in a pickup game at like middle school basketball, I would have been a liability because I'm not sure how much I could run up the court. So it just it wouldn't be a good situation for anyone like health wise too, if you're showing symptoms. Yeah. Day one definitely sucked. <laughs> Your thoughts, Evan? Um, Saturday. In the heat of the moment, I wanted the basketball game to happen. Biggest rivalry, one of the biggest rivals in college basketball. Um, I said verbally, I can't wait to get onto the podcast and rip into Grant and uh, Michigan's <laughs> basketball program. Um, however, now that the facts come out, now that what all the things that Izzo said, um, I do hate how nice he is and how open and honest he is. Just how like, I don't know what I want to say. Just. What he said about like Michigan and like Juwan was open communication and how he knew it all before like we knew it and he has no like hard felt or hatred towards him. He says it happens basically and it is what it is. Um, like I can't rant anymore because when our leader of the program is saying like Juwan had great communication and this isn't a Michigan issue, there's nothing really for us Michigan State fans to bitch about anymore. Yeah, it sucks because this was Michigan versus Michigan State. And if it was Michigan versus Northwestern, Michigan fans would go to sleep the next day. Michigan State fans would have went to sleep the next day and be like, wow, well, they missed a game. And that's it. It just happened of the timing that they got COVID was in like the their three hardest stretch games. Like obviously Michigan's not playing Purdue tonight. Um, It is what it is. You would always want to see the rivalry in the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry should always be played twice a year. Um, it stinks, um, especially nowadays when there's like money involved, when you're gambling and whatnot. Um, but however, I don't want to bash anybody because like the Grant read the article. I read some more, try to dig into like the facts of it. Sports Illustrated came out, said they had less than seven scholarship athletes. Obviously, you'd be like, yeah, we beat Michigan. But like, okay, that Michigan team would have had five scholarship athletes and probably a couple of them were like bench players that barely played. So how good would you feel about that one? Yeah, it would be cool to beat them by 30. Um, But also like there's that old notion, like I want to beat the best when they're at their best. Um, So it is what it is. I'm not going to get all strung up about it. Um, But one thing is I cannot wait for the 29th. A um, little biasy here because I will be in the lower bowl. That's the only reason why. Mm. Yeah, sure. Also, did you guys Are see you- Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology today? I tried to look for it, couldn't find it right away, so I gave up and probably got distracted with whatever else I was doing. So, Michigan State on the three line, uh, the highest, the highest three, and then uh, Michigan. Any guesses? Mm, next four out. Last four in. Next four out. Oh, Grant, you're good. But near the bottom of the next four out. So almost approaching the the next. I don't know if there's a next group. I think that's off the bubble if you get past that, right? No, it's the next, yeah. next four out. There's I mean, no we'll f- next, next four out. Yes, there out. is. There's the first four out and then the next four out. There's not the next, next four out. No, yes, there is. You look there's, that up There's later. eight teams, bro. Yeah, the first four out and the next four out. Oh, that's eight teams. I forgot about the first four out. Great math. You just broke me. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, but 
we'll see. I really hope they make it up, but because if they don't, we're just head for another cycle of then Michigan fans trying to complain, saying Michigan State's doing them dirty at the end of the season, so they can't get into the tournament. Like this rivalry is so toxic, so I hope they just play it. And the, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna do my best to prepare myself for the 29th when it's a bloodbath and like just block out the 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 noise of people saying like this is what you get for ducking because like we know that's not the case. They were gonna get blown out at the Breslin regardless, based on how they've been playing this season. So it doesn't really matter. Um, our last topic is another fan submitted question. We're likely going to talk about it anyways, obviously. Uh, I got the vibe from the question. It was a Michigan State fan because the way they wrote it in was um, thoughts on Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL and leaving Michigan. Um, so obviously that hasn't happened yet. There's been buzz. There's still no word out of any camp. There were some blue check marks really making me think that he was going to go to the NFL last week, but nothing has happened yet. My read on the situation is I don't have any sources, but I'm going to just speak confidently and hope I'm right so we can get some credibility for this podcast. I feel like the only two candidates really for him are Bears or Raiders. Now, I do think it could be sneaky Minnesota because they're hiring a GM too. And if they told Jim he could hire his GM, that's pretty intriguing. Uh, but the Bears are like that as well. Uh, deep down, I do not think he will leave. I will be very surprised if Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan this offseason. I would expect a deal to probably be signed by the by January 20th. This will all be resolved. And I'm sure he'll get a fat pay raise and a bunch of money for his uh, assistant coaches. But what do you guys read on the situation? Uh, I've gone back and forth all week, all last week. I thought at first, no chance, just to like, you know, people in his camp banging pan, pots and pans is an analogy I saw just to, you know, leverage. And then I saw Jim Harbaugh doesn't care about the money and he doesn't care about leveraging and blah, 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 and all this. And then I also, I saw all the blue check marks. Jim Harbaugh's leaving. I don't know. I don't think he's going to go. I But I also think if there's a time to go, it's now. I mean, he's his... Last year, no one wanted him. He wasn't even going to be a coach anywhere. Then he goes to the playoff, and now he's got real interest again. And last year, he would have gone to the NFL to be a head coach if he could have. It sounded like. So, you know, it just shows your stock can change pretty fast. But if I had to put a percentage on it, I think uh, 60-40, he stays. I'm always the notion where, like, where there's smoke, there's fire. Obviously, um, but I think this is a little bit too early for all the fire talk because NFL, there's so many rules and regulations that you have to do during the hiring process of coaches. And he was getting his name talked in to like the Raiders before like the Raiders even had like done like their coaching interviews before they, they technically had... don't have an opening. Correct. Kind of. They're still in yeah, the playoffs. I mean, so, like, the rumor to the Raiders that have an opening. Yeah, but they so mean they small. could just keep the same guy. They could, but it's correct. A, yeah, yeah. And then there's like all these rumors of like Harbaugh telling the recruit that he has interest in the NFL. There's rumors that somebody was tracking a flight from Detroit to Las Vegas or from Ann Arbor to Las Vegas. And two people got off the plane in Las Vegas, and one of them was wearing Michigan Air Jordans. I don't know if that was mm -hmm. true. I didn't do research into it. I was told about that. Um, I think I saw that, Evan. It was Photoshopped. So I think we can put that rumor to So bed. there you go. Um, the recruit story is definitely real. I'm buying into that. Will Johnson. A very credible source. 
Um, so, you know, I think what Alex said, I think the interest is there now with there being eight job, eight job openings. Um, there's only a certain amount of candidates available that people kind of want. Um, in fairness, like the one job that I thought he could go to, uh, Miami, the owner said, we want him to stay at Michigan. So, like, give or take. I feel like there is some, like, rumors and you should, like, embrace for just in case he does leave. But I don't know if he will leave. That was a huge – that was a good point. That was a huge reassurance when Stephen Ross said that because there was a five-minute window there where I was convinced he was going to move to Miami even though I can never picture him living in Miami after we were he there. Like, I just – fit in. Not, dude, he not takes a his all city. the time, dude. He would live great down there. <laughs> he is, like, the opposite of Miami. But if you think about that, like for you guys, I was thinking like, yeah, that'd be like if Ashiba owned the Titans one day, Evan's dream, and then like Mel Tucker just went to the playoff and he'd be like, I'm not taking Mel Tucker away from Michigan State. Like I would no, never makes, be able to show makes my a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, like they, they would they would like take down his name off the business building if he stripped Jim Harbaugh away from Michigan. So that was good to know. But I think the timeline wise here is if it's it the Raiders are messing it up to me because I think it would have been more likely for him to go, but then after they made the playoffs, it's like, well, what are they going to do? So here's the thing is like, if they win their playoff game, which could happen, I mean, it's a five, four matchup. If they, if they win their game and Jim Harbaugh doesn't, hasn't announced a deal by the time their next game rolls around, I think he might be the Raiders coach because like, he's just waiting for them, their season to wrap up. But if they tell him, Hey, we're going to stick with Basikia then he has no reason other than negotiations with Ward Manuel to sign the deal within the next two days. Like, what's the point of waiting any longer if, like, you know you're going to come back? So, unless now the Bears are involved. Or He's absolutely involved. waiting to see, make sure he can see all the jobs that are open and see which teams are going to yeah. contact him. I don't, I don't even in, think he's going to reach He could also him. just be like, hey, this NFL team has offered me X amount of money. Like, Michigan, you can offer up this much money and then I'll stay. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the rumor was um, that the first offer discussed between him and Ward Manuel wasn't where Jim wanted it to be. And then they came back to the table and it was like in the range he wanted now. And uh, I guess the NIL stuff that everyone's been talking about is overrated. I think like he doesn't care about that as much as people think. And Michigan is like working behind the scenes to make it better. And I don't know. So I think it's getting negotiated. But yeah. It's going to be weird and everyone throws out these theories and not, there's all these smoke screens and like no one knows what they're talking about really because Jim is like one of the most secluded weird guys that coaches the profession. So we're not going to know until it happens. Um, I will leave us with this before we get to the last listener question. Um, no, co I did the research myself, uh, which is just using Wikipedia. Nice. No coach has ever left their team after making the college football playoffs. So I'm going to bank on data. that. Not a lot of data. <laughs> Well, like, no, there's actually teams. just not a lot of data for that because Nick Saban is half of those. Dabo yep. is the other half. And then Mark D'Antonio retired. Um, he stayed. Chris I'm Peterson this, the, the season ended up after. retiring. So uh, not a great start here. What do you mean? I'm saying the season after they don't leave. I'm like no one has ever the, done that. The majority of the those games and those seasons is uh, the two, like, Two of the best coaches in college football who would never leave. No, it's it's a it's eleven teams, and their coaches never left after that year. Brian Kelly, Nick Saban, 
Dabo yep. Sweeney, Ed Orgeron. Oregon, Jim, but we can name them all. I've done it all. You know who's in the playoff. They've all stayed that year. So, like, I'm not expecting Jim to leave the year after the team makes the playoff. That would be historic. But none of those football. guys were as successful at the NFL level as Jim. Correct. True. Yeah. So, ch- checks out. And not every guy <laughs> wears out, out yeah, their program. <laughs> uh, Brian Kelly wears out his program. Ed, Ed O wore out that program. He wore out more than just the... Well, he wasn't nah, going to leave. Stop, he Grant, had his stop. dream job. I mean, come on. He didn't want to leave. He got fired. Um, speaking of Coach O and our last listener question, um, you know, New Year's resolution, try to eat healthier, which involves fruit. Uh, just curious, like, in your guys' diets, you guys kind of like peaches or, or cherries or any other type of fruits in your diet? I mean, if we're talking about strictly fruit here, I do not like cherries. Never have. All right. I'm a cherries guy. I'm going to start working in some cherries. I like dried cherries. Um, For a while, I'd say cherries. But, you know, lately, I feel like I'm trending in the peach direction. Nice. I am born and raised a peach. Always we have know been. You're a peach Always guy. will be. All right. That'll wrap up this show. Jam-packed show. One of our better ones. I'm calling it now. The most popular sports podcast in Michigan. At Shot of that. NS is how you can follow along uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, how you can listen to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, share links with friends. Um, and then like you guys did this time, I think the Google question form might work. People like to ask their questions anonymously is what I found out. So we'll keep doing that. Keep submitting questions because it helps drive the show of what you guys want us to talk about. <laughs> um all right uh for our live youtube listen or viewers you're definitely getting the show right now um but with all that being said cheers to close out episode 54 and to um Cade cunningham's 29 point night and i hope evan you say one special cheers, cheers to nick lindstrom being uh, on the red wing staff you mine. <laughs> come on bro when did you start saying bro? <laughs> You're the worst, Alex. When did you start saying bro? Cheers to all of our great fans. Um, I heard there was a five star rating on Spotify, so cheers to you. You know who you are. <laughs>